so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Clock's ticking. Yes, the clock's ticking. So we're live. <laughs> um, welcome back to the Marseille View. It's been a month. Um, it's it's been a bad month. It's been a bit of a weird month since the last time we recorded. Um, and it's it's interesting that, that it's been that long because we can actually analyse quite a few a run of games and not have the the false hope and carry the optimism that Julien and I seem to have, I guess, in in late early January when we last recorded. But here we are now. We're going to recap the last few games. We're going to recap the Mercato. We're going to discuss uh, just the state of affairs, which is which is quite bad. Um, and joining me tonight, Charles, welcome back. It's been a while. Hi, thanks, Ben. Obviously, to kill the mood, you have to invite me. I'm the best person to do so. Thank you, Ben, for the invitation. Always good to be back. <laughs> Mate, I don't think anybody would have come on and che- and and done. A, a, a sort of you know positive note I mean with the things that are going on sadly right I mean you, you struggle to get guests tonight <laughs> I was the only one available um so I guess that's why I'm here yeah, tonight. Right, yeah, you, you're in the good moods you, you when you, you when you're five aside earlier you were like hey I'll come in uh, I'll come in join the show and uh and, and try to put a real downer on my evening why would you do that to yourself just because I love you, Ben. That's it. <laughs> and I love our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully they still remember us because it's been a while. But um, off we go. I guess the last time we recorded was, you know, it was we'd, we'd come out of December. We'd got a, a few results under our belts. A few players had stepped up. You know, I think we focused quite. quite um, we focused on Aubameyang, who'd, who'd had some, some form. Um, we've got some results together, but we had also said, let's be aware of the, the coming month of January due to all the, the absentees at the AFCON, uh, the Coupe de France, which against an amateur club can go either way for Marseille. Um, and we, 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 we'd already sort of dipped into the games that we've just played. So we, we, we knew that we had Thionville. We then we beat them 1-0. Um, again, not a very reassuring performance, but it, it very rarely is just after Christmas. We qualified. That's what matters. We then played Strasbourg at home, um, where for the third time in the last three years, they got a late, very late equaliser at the Vélodrome after being a goal down. Um, I was I was at the, actually last year and the year before, I, I saw both games against Strasbourg where they equalised at the last minute at the Vélo, so was half expecting it, but but it's always painful. We then lost to Rennes in the cup and on penalties. We went a goal up thanks to Vertu. Um, fell asleep in the second half, which is pretty <laughs> standard, I guess, now. Um, and then conceded a, an equaliser and lost on penalties. And then we drew against nine men Monaco at the Vel. Um, you know, you, if you were to summarise, you'd just say, if you remember the, the games earlier this season when, when we played against less players after some sending offs for the Mess, opposition but it, was, it was the same yeah yeah it was exactly the same right the same pattern unable to to, to to tighten the screw unable to produce anything unable to put them under pressure and and, and even worse conceded goals um which we had to chase an, equal, an equalizer and Balardi scored um probably the best goal of his career so far I guess um got a 2-2 against Monaco and then AFCON finished for the majority of our squad. So NGI came back, Sar came back, Mumbang now came back, who's a new signing. We'll, we'll debrief the Mercato later on. And uh, Unai and Arit came back. And we're gonna we're gonna spend a few minutes, I guess, talking about the last game, which is Lyon. Um, we'd, we we were on a run where we'd beaten them three games in a row. It was, if we if we'd have beat them Sunday, it would have been our best ever run of of results against Lyon. Um, sadly, it didn't happen. Um, we lost one nil, and 
I'll hand over to you, Sean, in a minute to, 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 to summarise, but I guess... Well, I, I was about to say that's why I've been listening to, to a chef for the last five minutes. This episode title, I don't know if it's confirmed, but if that's definitely mean reversion is a bitch. It is. Talking about Robamian <laughs> hot streak in December, it's not happening anymore. Our consecutive wins against Lyon, not happening anymore. Uh, I mean, I guess in terms of Serie, I guess, drawing against Strasbourg and uh, not being capable of winning against 10 or 9 men was kind of a continuity. But in terms of mean reversion, uh, we are definitely back at it. I mean, if if you were to summarise the game, someone who didn't watch it, um, I think Thomas did it did it earlier in the WhatsApp group where he where he basically said, well, it's quite simple. Um, Arid almost scored from kickoff in the first five seconds, and it and it all went to shit from there. Um, and that's literally the summary of the game. Really, we um we we were we we started <clears throat> not too badly. We we had the possession in their half. But the, the main difference is that the, as soon as they got the ball back on counterattacks, um, they they were dangerous and, and we never created danger. I think until the 60th minute, we didn't have a single touch of the ball in inside their penalty area. Um, and that's, that's just telling of the state of, of, of the team, I guess. I mean, no creativity, no, no, no passing circuits, no game plan, clueless players. Lots of, of, of errors and technical errors and, and misplaced passes as, as we've been seeing all season. And Lyon capitalised on that and they, they didn't really have to do much because we, we were sloppy every time they went forward in the first half. And Nuema had a, a lot of joy against new recruit Merlin down, down the right side of Lyon's attack. We just looked fucking terrified in the first half, right? Yeah, I think I fully agree with that. I mean, to me, this game is a perfect... Uh, symbol of where the team is in terms of in its cycle. Um, the manager as well. There is no common project between the player, between the manager, and that was reflected on the pitch because, I mean, you can see like Gattuso didn't really enjoy this kind of a three-four-two-four-three or three-five-two for the previous weeks, which clearly showed the team was unbalanced. It was classic Tudor, we go forward, we don't care, we assume the one on one at the back. And he said it multiple times, he just doesn't like it. And so he's trying to bring the balance back, bring back to a back four, playing as a Unai, as a number six, to slow down the tempo, to make sure like the whole team is in the second is in the, in the opposition half. Then we start considering making some risky passes, risky dribble, but there was no one to accelerate. And if you look on the wing, because clearly everything's happening on the wing with Gattuso and the small, short, slow passes, you got NDI, just back for the FCON, and Luis Enrique. Have we mentioned Luis Enrique for the last 12 months in the podcast? It's pretty much <laughs> like, this is unbelievable. Your whole game plan is about two guys which are not in a position or have not been in Marseille for like 12 months to make a difference. And so Gattuso, just in the same thing, like you look at the players, Luis Enrique loves space, Aubameyang loves space, but Unai, Harit, um, Onana, they like playing those short passes, keeping the ball, retaining the ball, Baladin Gigo loves enjoying those spaces, just enjoying, assuming the one-on-one at the back, but they don't like building. They don't like building. So the whole team is split between different strengths and are torn apart. Where should we go? Catuzo doesn't know what to do with that team because that's not the one, to, the style of football he wants to play. It's it just, I mean, we, I guess we're going to talk a lot. It's, it's just a complete mess. And in terms of common project, I mean, we could, if we win against Lyon, we could end up still fighting for top four. But if you lose, you're back in that mid-table with no ambition, no future, no. And that's simply they don't want to fight for each other and that's also what we got on the pitch so fortunately sadly that Lyon game and this first half was an example of that because Lyon didn't do much to be honest happy to leave us the ball but they were knew that with those wingers like the guys from they just recruited funny enough with our former recruitment team like they're gonna kill us they love the space and they have the desire to score and to hurt us 
and you compare on the other side, you got Luis Enrique and and Ndiaye. So to me, this first half is just um, yeah, symbol of where we are in our team and group cycle. I would say, um, sadly. <laughs> I it's, told you I would be here to keep the mood tonight, but... Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to do the same, mate. But it's... Th- th- what mood? The mood's already dead. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> everything you've just said and, and the, the style of the players and, and the, the, the coherence and the game plan and... There's no cohesion yeah. in the group of players, There's the nothing. style of player we have. And the, get to, and the player nothing. coach as well doesn't like the player he got under his, his management. Yeah, yeah, and he's, he, he, the fact he's changing, like he went to free at the back in December, and it seemed to work, and then he changes back to his fucking full free free, and it's like, okay, we get it, that's your style, and yes, we've got a lot of absentees with the Afcon and stuff, but you've got to stick to something, and and it's just the contrast. Two months ago, we smashed Lyon, three nil at the Villodrome, and he went to free at the back, and that was that was when that you know the cycle was was going well, I guess. I mean, we were on the up, and players looked like. They were a little bit reinvigorated, and and that we so they they felt more of these, I guess, in the system. Maybe because even despite their lack of confidence and cohesion, it's for a lot of players like Klus and stuff. It's a return to to sort of familiar system and shape. But and do you remember he was forced crazy. because we had no winger, so we literally mm. had to go back to a back three with. Uh, it was against Ajax the first game, I think. This when I was at yeah, the Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah, it was. He was yeah. forced to do that, and then it worked well. And then, yeah, it's just it's not his style. We should say the element of yeah. our limited is Gattuso. Um, when you're a coach, it's all about adaptability, recognizing the strengths of your team, and adjusting. And no, is this kind of uh, no? I don't like that. Let's back to four three three, which is. That shape doesn't mean anything in football. It's a philosophy, what you want to bring to the player. And the strength of this team, we've been, we know this now for two years. Is this back free? Gigo, Baladi, Mbemba, or Maite. This yep. is our strength, really. And you just want to cut it back to back four when the guys can't chase the striker, can't aggress the strikers. Like, what's the point? Really? I mean, you can't, <coughs> I, you, could, you could find excuses. If the performance wasn't so poor, you could say, well, you know, we were missing quite a few players. I mean, Klus started on the bench. Um, there's been a lot of, of, of news about him recently. We'll, we'll touch on that when we discuss the Mercato. But yeah. um, Vertu was injured. It's only, it's only stat attack for you. I know you're the, usually the stat man. It's, it's only the, his second game that he's missed since he joined Olen. So wow. it's only the second game he's missed in 78 games he's, he's played. So fair play. Um, but but you could tell that he was, he's was he been one of our informed players recently and, and he was a huge miss. Kondogbia missed yet another game. He's <laughs> only played 50% of games since he joined. <clears throat> and straight away, you're, you're handicapped in midfield because you have to, to re, reinsert straight away Arit and Unai, who, who've just come back from AFCON. And we know, we know that Arit can't really play that deep. He's better a bit further up. And we know that Unai is not a relayer as as, as you, you, that sort of position is called in France. He's he's a you know a sort of playmaker. He can't run. He won't defend. He won't cover ground. So the first goal is all on him, not clearing the surf, not being ready to clean the surface. Yep. And not tracking back. He lo- he opened that massive gap between our back to central defender and the midfield. And well, this is exactly what Lacazette right? was waiting for him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Young just had so much freedom because. Because we're we're just we're just chopping and changing too much, and you can blame injuries or whatever. But the fact is that there there are no consistent roles because there is no consistent game plan. So yeah. if you have a team with a game plan under Tudor and you, and someone came in when someone was injured or suspended, they knew exactly what was expected of them. They knew what that position meant and the responsibilities that came with it. And and this year, not not only did they not really seem to know under Marcelino, but they definitely don't fucking know under Gattuso because he doesn't know. Yeah. And so it, you, you just get a very lacklustre performance. And and the, the minimum we expect, again, you know, I don't want to bash him too much. He's crap. We knew that when we signed him. He came in to, to, to do a bit of a revival job for, for the for the heads more than the, yeah. than the feet. And But, you know, the, the, well, that's what I expect from him. The minimum I expect is that he fucking kicks everybody at half time and goes, fuck's sake, guys, that's fucking embarrassing. Let's let's show something else in the second half and stuff. And it's just not getting through. I'm pretty sure he probably did say those things, but it's just not getting through because we come out in the second half and again we don't play for 20 minutes. And 
we look a bit, bit more solid at the back, but we, we certainly don't look threatening at all going forwards. And it takes until he makes substitutions. And the problem is he makes the subs, but he doesn't change the shape. So same shit, still no clarity on what their roles are, but, you know, a bit of quality from close, you never know. And we did start getting some joy on the right side and getting some crosses in. And we had one chance. We had one chance in the second half, and that's it. The whole game, we had one chance, which was that 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 sort of pinball in the box thing. I, I it's not good enough. The game only changed when uh, Lyon got an injury. They have to bring Tolisso. Yes. And they just decided, like, you know what? Those guys are toothless. Let's back. Let's go back to back five. Put Tolisso at the back. And just we don't need the, to do li- more. Yeah, they didn't and need to give, do up, more. give the ball. I mean, they're not going to do anything. And it's exactly what happened. Um, a bit of change, I guess. Maybe it's once again hard to mention him. Uh, I feel like the when close <laughs> got in, um, it changed something because you have some technicality on the right wing compared to Maite. So you could do mm. something on the wing. It was not Maite and NGI. It was it wasn't close. just there to block. Yeah, it was close. And someone uh, on the wing. So and Luis Enrique on the second half because he swapped with Aubameyang and left. Um, so you can create, you can combine something you could not do with Manis and Di. And once again, Gattuso's game plan is to be very slow, tiki taka, bring the ball to the wings, and then you try to make the difference on the wing. And something you can only do if close plays and not mighty. Um, and, and it's something you can do when the opponent is is playing playing and not sitting back because you, mm. the, the patient build up against a team that's, that's parked and the bus like is said, not going anywhere. You don't control the game. It's Lyon controlling the game and dictating yep. the tempo and where the game is going to be played. Uh, so it's on the manager. Um, it's on, it's on him and, and, and the players, man. It's, I, think it, I think that Sunday night was a collective failure by, by the whole institution. Um, yeah. From it's top to bottom, we know that there are problems. There are problems at the top, and, and we've, you know, we're probably going a bit, bit harder on those towards the end because, because we've been patient, and I've, hmm. I've, I don't know if I've defended Longoria excessively, but I've certainly, you know, taken time to recognise that yeah, he's he's definitely got it wrong this season. Um, that you can you can you can bring in other factors like, you know, the revolt of the fans in September and and his his coach leaving and all of that, but. He got it wrong by changing strategy yes, yet again. He got it wrong with the, with the manager and he got it wrong with many of the players he signed. And it, it sort of led up to this moment. And, and Sunday night was just a capitulation by by everybody. And, and you, you look at yeah. that, you look at the spirit and you go, where is it? Who's going to who's going to fucking wake this team up? Is there a single player in that squad that cares enough to grab his teammates and go, guys, what the hell are we doing here? Like, this I mean, is embarrassing. Gigo you know? and Baladi tried. Baladi like uh, like against Monaco when he scored. Gigo he yep. tried a few and forward. Yeah, Baladi has really stepped up recently. You could see like Aubameyang didn't want to take the space, didn't want to go and attack his the back line, so Gigo had to do it, uh, which is once again the strength is not is not in the wings. The strength is at the back in this team. So it's not yeah. enough. It's not enough to win games. Is it? Like oh yeah, you can't and, expect and then, Gigo and, and Baladi you... to score. A screamer every week. No, no, exactly. And then, and then you just you just confound it with um, the, just, the yeah, the, the atmosphere looks looks shit. I mean, we we were talking about passing lanes and stuff and and, and game plan, which is tiki taka. But but I actually really paid attention on Sunday. Like I, I get the impression, and I think it, it's always normal. You see this with new recruits and stuff, where it takes time for them to bed in. But but I I get the distinct impression that. It, whether it's personal or whatever, we're back to to an OM that we saw, uh, we've seen a few times over the last 10 years where it's oh, every man for himself and um, Enrique, whether he's making the right runs or not, and he did he did lose the ball a couple of times in the first half, um, but they, they, I just noticed the point in the game, they stopped even passing to him, they stopped even looking for him and combining, like Unai just, just would turn back to the right straight away, and almost the whole team in the second half, naturally even more so after Klaus came on, because whatever's going on with him we'll, we'll talk about that later but but his teammates know that if they get the ball to him he, he'll probably swing in a decent cross or, or, or he'll yeah. make something happen because he's been one of the only ones so far this season and it, it just handicaps you so much when your opponent can read that you know you you play football I've played football when you when you see that someone's not confident and not having a good game you know that they're not up not up for it so you, you step off them and you focus on the guys that are threatening you because you know that that the opposition 
because they're in the, that phase, they'll just keep going to the same player. They'll st- keep looking for the same pass or the same the same individual. And, and if you close that passing lane down, they won't go back to the other one because it's it's they, that's it. It's too late. Yeah. They've lost trust or lost faith in them for that game. So there's just patterns emerging that are very, very worrying. Um, and especially now that, you know, we'll, we'll move on from the Lyon game, but I guess that to recap all of those games, you know, the, 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 we've got one win in five, in five of those games and it was against a, a shit team in the cup that we, we we scraped to win. It was a poor performance as well. But but you look at the, you know, as we were saying, the spiral and, and you go, mm. you know, Strasbourg, you were winning, you get equalised, Monaco, you, you, drew, you draw, but it could have been worse. And then... Didn't score at the last Lyon, minute. Yeah, with Lyon, you, you you get it's like the you know the, the crucial turning point where you go yeah well we've ridden our the very very our last chance track. to make it happen mm. like it doesn't happen and it's it's just flawed and and you look at where where's it going to go from here because just to finish on 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 that run of games apparently Longoria went into changing rooms and then apparently yesterday there was a meeting in in, in the commandery in the training center with, with the staff and the players. Where, where Gattuso and Longoria were like, hey, you, the Players' Republic, if there's anything we're doing wrong, let us know. How are we going to fix this? How are we going to get out of this altogether? And apparently, they, not, not much came of it. Like, you know. Oh, what are they going to say? They're like, well, look, we are here for the short term. You trade us every six months. There's no common project. We know that Gattuso is here for only six months. So what do you well, expect yeah, from just, us? How do you, what, how do you then, want to... I would be a player on that changing room. I said, like, okay, that's fair, but how do you want to keep us motivated? Yeah. Really hard. Well, I mean, I could be professional. <coughs> I'm going to train. I'm going to try my best on the pitch. But to win football games at this level, you need something else. You need a common goal. You need to, like you said, you need to trust the guy next to you. You need to trust yeah. your manager directions. You need to trust the leadership to take you somewhere else, to take you to Champions League and strengthen the team year on year. You need to make sure that like, you and your family is going to be here for two or three years to build yeah. something in common. What yeah, do, do we get? Do we get this for the last three years in the Longoria? No. Can, can no, not you two, three years have done the project and you say you're going to do that? Absolutely not. And and I think we we had mentioned it as in the you know last year and, and a few times like and but but I I wholly put my hand up and I was one of the people say so yeah it's. Yeah, it's not ideal trading players and, and them having a, a 12-month, six-month lifespan. But, you know, it, if while you're winning, you're like, yeah, OK, well, it, it's the cost of, uh, you know, the, the cost of, of the glory. It's just the system we're in now. And as long as it's working on the pitch and we're getting results, don't care. He, he can do what he wants. But it was it was inevitably going to run out of steam. Um, yeah. and, and we're at that point now where where the philosophy's complete was overhauled for the completely wrong. and with, with with what happened with the fans in September and, and what's happened since with the, the very poor run of results and the, the, just the, the, what we're seeing on the pitch, the lack of motivation, as we've said, and the lack of just the ability or, or desire. Where do we go from here, mate? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I mean, like we said just before recording, this kind of a trading strategy and changing style year on year. It's very fragile. It's very risky. It could work and it could work very well because that keeps everyone motivated. You always have some competition. If you don't perform, we're going to find you an exit. But if it doesn't work, all the players are looking at each other. The manager looks like, you know what, I'm just here for another six months and I'm out. Yeah, don't, why, don't blame why, me. Yeah. Why bothering? So it's, we knew it was very fragile. It worked two years in a row, moving from Semba to Tudor and then mean reversion is a bitch so uh yeah just to do a last start um, i think last time you have a chat with julian nice. i think our, our so i don't know if you're aware but opta uh does like simulation of the season and mm-hmm. where the team is expected to finish based on a number of metrics which are supposed to be predictable as with some kind of predictive <coughs> power like Different in XG entry to the last 30, etc. So we have roughly 30% when you have the chat with um, Julian to get into the top four. Mm. And now we are less than 11%, less than 10%. Yes. So most likelihood is to finish between six and eight. It's now at 20, 30, that's 53%. Um, <laughs> and between six and nine, we're moving at two-thirds of the probability. 
so 66% to finish between 6 and 9. So yeah. we are on ventre mou. <laughs> like we say in French, I'd, we are default yeah. ventre mou. I'd, I'd even go as far as saying that after after Sunday's game, I, I, I would bet that Lyon have a better second half of the season than, than we do from a, from a return on points level. Just because they're on they're on that upward spiral and, and ignore recruitment and stuff, but yeah, they they change manager twice. And stuff, they have but... a direction. They have a new president. Yeah. Well, a manager yeah. is likely to say, looks like they're going to renew his contract. They have a clear recruitment staff. They know they the have, kind of they have some players they want. Tolisso has been pretty pretty average, I guess. But like he's, he's still I mean, an experienced player. Like is, is the general the comparison the with Aubameyang was just terrible for Aubameyang on on Sunday in terms of leadership. Mm. No, he's not a leader. He's never, he never has been. And everywhere he goes, he scores goals, but it, but inevitably, it, it, it always ends up going to shit. And he's, he gets unprofessional. And it's just, it's the same sort of stuff that I used to, to blame Payet about. You know, Bamiang has, has done it the accelerated version, which is the diva behavior. That when things are going well, he's, he's the man. Stuff, great. And, and, but it's just as frustrating because you know what he's capable of, and, and from what you've seen in December. And for him to 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 now revert to how he was the three months before that is the main frustration. It's like, mate, whoa, you, you did it, and you and you made the big point of going to the virage after scoring, and and you know, like pointing to your ear, I'm listening. Where the where's the criticism now and stuff? It's like, mate, well, no, thank you. You've got to be consistent in this game, especially when things are difficult. It's easy to score when things are going well, but when things are becoming yeah. difficult, this is where we see true leaders. And and there aren't any. Um, yep. And it, that's that's where we are. And um, we'll do we'll, we'll end later with with the next few games. We'll analyse and predict uh, if we can. I mean, but uh, onto onto the mercato then. So it's finished. Um, when we started, when we did it with Julian last time, I think we had signed. No, they were talking about signing Agumé, and then very quickly. It went to shit because the player tried to to insert a clause which was like he wanted guaranteed game time. Longoria said no. Gattuso said no. He went to Sevilla, and we 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 signed Onana from Besiktas, who was he'd been frozen out of the squad there, right? And there's a delight of Besiktas uh, fans. Yeah, the, yeah, the fans <laughs> were trolling us online, saying, "Oh no, it's so sad to see him leave," as as it usually happens um, <laughs> between football clubs nowadays. But it's just like okay, and and blatantly, you know, we signed a guy because he was a stopgap, you know, somebody to have as an option whilst uh, the African players are away. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, well, bleh, nobody expected it to anyway. Um, I mean, I, what to say about the guy? He's he's obviously lacking fitness and match fitness and stuff. Um, I, I actually thought he was one of the, the, the best performers on Sunday against Lyon yeah. after being shit for the previous games. Um, but... <sighs> it's about putting it into perspective. I mean, you know, I'd love to be able to troll the guy and make fun of him because he's not getting any game time or when he is his shit because it, because that would mean that everybody else is playing so well, but they're not. So he, he's he's come in, he, he's there to maybe make up the numbers or whatever. He's He'll be gone. I think it, well, there was there were rumours that apparently it's already been decided he's not staying this summer. He's alone. We'll see. But the fact is, it's like, what was, you know, again, and, and I'll pro- we'll probably ask this question about every single player we've signed. Was there nothing better available in that position with, I mean, with the, the, the apparent budget we have and stuff? And, and Benassi has just joined, obviously, as the sporting I mean, director pa- and whatever. Pape pa- pa- Gay is back. Mm-hmm. Is, I, I don't know what's your take on that. No, well, mate, that's, that's, I, a, that's I a whole other story. I do want, no, but I, no, it's more like what the club is deciding for the next six months. Apparently, Longa has decided to put him on the bench. Yes. He doesn't want to see him. Okay, you think that's good, but to me, I'm just thinking from a sport point of view, is it not in best interest to show what he's capable of to get a big signature fee and to leave? Why get it him on theory, but... Why get him yeah. on that? And to be honest, like, this guy's been... I mean... Okay, we could. He, he refused to renew the contract, whatever. But he was the loan last year to Seville because Tudor didn't like him. He did perform, and he tried this year, but he was 
Yeah, he looked apparently he looked. Great. I remember he looked great in preseason and stuff. And so why get him Onana for six months anywhere? Why do you have guy gay anywhere for six months? Onana is the same situation that gay. He needs to yeah, show. Yeah, I think up. it's political. I think you're right, and I think it is purely political with gay. It is a case of uh, people. People uh, in the last few well, days have make, compared it to, the, to the Kamara situation. Yeah, but people have, have compared it to the Kamara situation. Well, no, you can't because Kamara. Whether, whether he was going to renew or not. Kamaha was one of the top players in that team and the top players in the league. So, no, you can't afford to pass it to, to, to bench him and stuff. But Gay, for right or wrong, if if maybe the... Well, I, I've certainly started making peace with the fact that the season's fucked yeah. and it's over already. You probably have as well. A few of the fans have, but, but and maybe some of the leadership have. But but the point is, it's like, no, we, with Gay, the whole context of... We supported him during his trial and we paid his wages and stuff and blah, blah. And, and apparently it's not it's not even that he's turned it down. It's that he's not even responded to Longoria and and, and, um, right. and Benassia about the latest contract. His agent said apparently so. the offer came when he was on his way to Afghan in Little in a plane. Whatever, but whatever the whatever. reasons, if the, guys, if the guys decided he's not going to renew and that's clear and whatever... He's one of he's the type of profile of player you can afford to go with the way the season's going. You know he's not he's not world class. Um, if he was and you couldn't afford to, to 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 play without him, then it would be different. But we can. We're going to be shit either way. He's not even if he did play and he was in the form of his life, he's not going to single handedly revolutionise the, no, the spirit of the team and and the game plan, right? So I, I agree with you, but I mean we need to play the players that want to show for whatever reason it might be a very personal reason but some players need to be on the pitch because it matters to them to show their qualities you talk about Onana we don't own him he's just here for six months he wants to get a better contract or leave uh, no, I, 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 I would agree with you Gay I would agree with you Gay has, yeah, Gay, Gay has every week Aubameyang doesn't care He's going to be here for three years with a crazy contract. Very, Try to take him out. It's just political. With, with Gay, it's purely political. It, it is It is Longoria and Benessa proving a point to everybody and themselves. Yeah, okay. Hey, no, we can be hard. We can be. We can. We can uh, stand up to 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 this uh, this blackmail thing. We're not going to. We're not going to bend over and take it again, right or wrong. You know, and we may pay the price for it, but. And- Percy, Percy, again, I don't think he would make that much of a difference. And and yeah. B, and B, this you have to do this sometimes, and this is the time to do it. The guy, the guys, clearly the way I can't remember who said this. I think it was Alex Ferguson or, or a manager in the Premier League a few years ago. He said, if you want to know how a player's going to leave you, look at how he joins you. <laughs> and and he's doing exactly the same. This is the way football works. Um, we've offered them extensions. Like like every player, he's going to have loads of offers on the table as a free agent. He can do what he wants. It's the game. And and we, as long as we've tried to keep him, if we really wanted to, we've made him offers, fine. But it's I think it's the way that he's done this has rubbed Longoria and Binassia the, the wrong way. And they've decided, you know what, piss, piss off. Go to reserves. Go and get your contract in six months. But you're dead to us. And and shit for shit. If the if the, the results going to be crap and the team's going to play shit, well, it's not like you're good enough to make a, a, a difference anyway. Even if you were hyper motivated, as you say, and it's purely political. Okay, fair enough. But I agree with you. So so to finish on Anana, he's he's just here contrat d'intérim. You know, he's here for and to, and to be honest, as well. when I'm just thinking about his uh, his signature. It's a failure of the of the last summer window we had with Kondogbia. You can't rely on Kondogbia. You yep. need someone there. Okay, it's unlucky that Ronger is injured, but clearly you lack depth there because Kondogbia is constantly injured, and that was well, your you, key you player let, for the you, season. You let, yeah, you let, you let, he was the key bet. You're right, and he, you know, they went all in on him as the leader, and he wears the armband when he when he starts. But, but yeah, he's, can't he's rely getting on him. injured. Yeah. He's just getting injured. Um, in an ideal world, it goes another way, and 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 you may have another Luis Gustavo, but but it's not the case. The, the, sadly, it's bad luck a bit as well. But he did have an injury record, even though he 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 played consistently the last two or three years. But it is what it is, and and again, it's you, it was injured all in last season. We said yeah, he was got, already you, injured. You go, you go all in on him, but the problem oh, yeah. is, is that in parallel, you you let Gendouzi leave, and you and you don't replace him adequately. 
and and because you're because you're like oh gay gay will be suspended but gay will come back and now we're like oh fuck well gay's not going to sign a new contract well he's not going to play um so it, we, we've shot we've we've screwed ourselves over we've shot ourselves over through poor planning exactly right you know to be honest, like Gentuzi to me was replaced by Unai in kind of a style. It's more like the number six role. Um, never, I mean, Unai yeah, well, going forward is is better than than Gendouzi, But but when you when you in the, looking with hindsight as we're doing now, it was better to keep Gendouzi than Unai last summer. But yeah. if we'd have known that this was going to happen in terms of profile and in terms of of the needs of the team, Gendouzi would have had a much better impact. Um, in theory, right? If he would have found form again and stuff. So, okay, it, it, it's just as as we've said, it's just loads of paris of bets of gambles that that paid off the last two years, and this time they none of them have paid off. And and you, so when when they when the they casino, all don't pay a, off together, you went to the casino. You had a hot hand for two years, and now yeah. the casino is getting the money back. Exactly that point, karma. So so look, unana is unana. So. Um, and never, and never. Well, the other couple of moves is we had we signed two left backs. So we signed Quentin Merlin from from Nantes, decent prospect. He had he had a poor game on Sunday, but I'm not gonna. It's not throwing under the bus, right? First game. So Saint Paul's size is quite small. <laughs> yeah, and um, Ulis Garcia, who's coming as a as a sort of sub. Um, from for all accounts and purposes, he's like a, a cheap man's Nuno Tavares in terms of he's athletic, but he comes from the Swiss league. So what is he really worth? Well, we'll, we'll see. Um, but we got him for cheap, and he could be a, a never pleasant surprise like Murillo. We'll see. But we we sold Luddy. Now, what did you make of the whole Luddy thing? I mean, once again, it's, I mean, I, I was about to say when you said it's the end of the winter market, I would say, oh, Olongara is going to find the most boring thing now to do because he actually had to watch games and not doing any transfer. Uh, Lodi, I think it was a deal agreed in the summer. I guess Atletico didn't want to sell him directly to the Saudis because there were already rumors at that time he wanted to go Saudis. Um, but yeah, it just took him six months to go to Saudi. I mean, once again, in our position, and you can't say no to 20 million. It looks like the player could see the season was going it's nowhere. 20, 23 or something, close to 23 all in. But yeah, he could see the season was going nowhere. He saw Gattuso directions like, hey, get me out of here. And if you can <laughs> get some money out of it, let's do it. And um, it, yeah, it looks, works for all parties. Yeah. Yeah, it worked for all parties. Looks like we managed to get a decent replacement with Cantamalin, with Sniffer on Truffer. Um, that was um, another yeah. one. Once again, what's the point of having a scouting department if it's to make this kind of a transfer? Like, obvious, like anyone who saw this happening. So, not a lot of creativity. So, no need for. I mean, it, could, mate, come on, come on. It, it could have been worse because before Merlin signed, yes, Truffer, and then, and then there were a few days where. Everybody's heart oh, stopped no. because we, we were linked with Tavares again, and everybody was like, "Holy fuck! How dare you!" Like Pablo, if Pablo would have done that, I really think that there would have been another another bonfire at the Commanderie. Like people would have gone, "This is enough!" Like that's it. Um, he would have yeah, scored I mean, against you, <laughs> probably, and then and then, go, <laughs> and then probably would have got sent off ten minutes later, and, yeah, and we probably. would have lost anyway, mate. But. Uh, I mean, Ludi, yes, yeah, for me, it suits all parties. Whatever the reasons, as you say, maybe he wanted to go there last summer or whatever. But we get an offer we can't refuse. It's, 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 you know, it's a decent amount of cash. Um, he, he's, he was okay. He wasn't great, but, but as always, you know, like, especially in Ligue 1, I think every, any player needs one season to bed themselves in, and, unless they're very experienced and talented, like. Um, or Liga is physical. Liga, yeah, but Liga is super physical, mate. And people, people underestimate it. And we've seen it happen at loads of clubs with loads of, of so-called big players, where they come to Liga from Italy or Spain, and they realise, holy shit, whoa, okay, it's actually, you know, it's it's not all our all our um, energy uh, expenditure, but it's but it's a lot of positional play and a lot of a lot of physical drills. And you know, I think it's very simple, as you say, the scenario was probably. The Saudis came knocking. Longoria was like, "Okay, how much?" They put an offer on the table, and then we went to to Lodi, and and he was like, "Well, as you say, you know, oh well, the season's fucked anyway." And what you're gonna you're gonna multiply my salary salary by three? Yeah, of course I'll go. I mean, it makes perfect sense. And 
it's it's ironic that it's Ludi, someone we signed six six months ago, because I think that's clearly that was probably the objective of the club with with other players such as Gendouzi mm. or a, or a, a Under or um, you know Vitinha if it would have paid off if he would have actually scored and performed was the hey we, we, we want to sell a player for 20 20 million 25 million um, it just so happens that the irony is it's a guy that joined six months ago who's still got some street cred because he's a, a Brazilian international but it was it was bound to happen. Like everybody's for sale, as far as I'm concerned. And and oh, yeah. you could you could you could say Longoria, but man, like I think I think for the last ten years everybody's been for sale at OM for the right price. Um, but but very few clubs have been willing to pay it. So we sold him, we replaced him. Let's give Merlin time. I think he'll come good, but but again, not this season. Maybe probably next season, right? The club has a very good track record with players uh, from Nantes. I mean, Deschamps, Desailly, yep. even Rongier and Veretout more recently. Um, Payet, if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, true. Uh, so he's a solid League One player. Um, upside is... Well. Give him time. Yeah. yeah. It, it, once again, he's just... He's joined a team which is in a very big mess. Um, so next six months or three months, I'm not going to judge him. So the, 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 we've done three out of the four recruits. The last one, it's, it's good because it's going to be a good segue into the departures. So I, I wasn't expecting us to to um, to be in the market for number nine because uh, with all the absentees at the Afcon, Vitinha was playing suddenly, which everybody's been saying, oh yeah, you know what, well, he's he's shown fighting spirit this year. He's shown desire. Give him a chance. We did give him a chance. Um, and and it was what ten days ago, two weeks ago, out of nowhere, we're linked with um, with a few attacking players. And personally, yet again, I've been saying this for years now. Even when Payet was around, the, the the role, the the profile that we failed to, to replace and recruit, and I know it costs money, is is a is a creative player, a playmaker. Um, a, a someone who not there are no old school number tens anymore, but but someone who's going to cut inside from the left wing or who's going to play in that deep midfield and who's going to distribute and pick a good pass and and be the tollier as we call them, you know. <laughs> but we go out of nowhere. We 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 go for Faris Mumbanga from from um, some Norwegian team who's who's been highly rated. Um, at the same time as Lyon signed Gift Orban, the, the Nigerian from the Belgian league, who's, who's very highly rated, but uh, well, we'll see in the long term. It's, apparently, he's got disciplinary issues, which is probably why no big club took a punt on him, and they want to see him at the club like Lyon, see if he can can step up there. But we go for Mumbagna for a nine, who is quite. If, if personally, if there was one signing, I would have to say it's got it's Gattuso. It's it's probably this one because it's a big old school power centre forward, isn't it? He's a big guy. Pacha. Um, yeah, but even just physicality, yeah. wise, he's like a target man. And and the, the few minutes he did play against Lyon, he he did a couple of good uh, remises and and out nestling defenders off the ball and protecting the ball while his teammates were able to to move and make runs. So. I think that's the type of striker uh, Gattuso wants, especially with this this you know reversion back to um to four three three. He he wants a target man. Right. He wants a especially a big with Opamiyong not being keen on getting those fights and how muscling is yes. different. Yeah, he he do, he never goes up for the header. Well, as no. Banya went even up, for the fight. When there's a loose ball, he's always like slowing down, like he would, yeah. like he's injured. But but interestingly, yeah, we signed Mumbanga and then he was at the Afcon obviously, so so didn't play straight away. And then um, Vitinha was playing, and and I think as we were saying before the show, I think they would, I think we've been trying to 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 convince him, mate, look, you're trying as hard as you can. We know it, you know the the, the fans are making fun of you, blah blah. It is what it is. It's football. Um, you're trying your hardest. You have quality. You've just lost your way here. You've been homesick. You're you're young. Um, you've been unlucky as well, and and you're just it's just not going to work. It's not coming off. Try as you may, it's not going to work. And that was that was epitomised in that game against Monaco, where he missed two really big chances. There were half chances, and personally, I, I I was like, well, fuck. I mean, at least he got himself into that position. But that's that's like textbook. Striker I mean, who's the last in minute a confidence one is crisis, not a half right? chance. Come on. 
No, but it's, a con- it's, it's the textbook strikers in a confidence crisis. And he, oh, he yeah. left the pitch almost crying in frustration. Like He went straight to the dressing room. And and for me, I think that's when he knew. And I think oh, yeah. the club have been saying to him, hey, we'll loan you. Or if Braga want to take you back and you want to go home, you know, don't hesitate, blah, blah. And I think that's when he knew that night. He probably felt, you know what? Yeah, I've, I've I've done everything I can do this season here. It's not going to work out. If I stay, and, and I'm just going to get depressed, you know? Uh, and to me, like, I mean, yeah, now I'm kind of giving up on, on Longoria. But once again, all those talks that we see on our WhatsApp chat about people trying to credit, I mean, Hero and mentioning Longoria, just from that point of view, when there's a miss on the recruitment, like Vitinha, like Malinowski, yeah. like potentially Lodi, because he's so embedded in the transfer <coughs> network, he finds an exit. And the club doesn't sit with that weight for three years. Do you remember like those players where three years, like Mate, the lack of Samson? That's the, like, that's the only upside, isn't it? It's the only upside is that, yes, we hate the trading. We, we hate play, the fact that we're moving players every six months. But, but if it doesn't but work, as you say, I'm, I'm happy, it's not yeah, on I'm the economy. Yeah, it's not yeah, an asset I'm happy that, sitting on the balance sheet. Yeah, that, that Longoya is capable of, of not necessarily saying it, but capable of recognizing, yeah, we fucked up there. Let's get rid of him. There are offers. We'll find an exit. Um, as you say, oh, I mean, mate, look, we... look at the last 20 years. How many players did we have like that? Fucking Delphim, Cristobal, Sommet, um, Fiorez. Um, fucking made so many of those types and, of players. And this guy... the last one, Sertic. The last one, Sertic, man. Yeah, like, I was about to say Christian Val or Delphine, those guys, we managed to find a, a way out of Fiorez. But like you said, with Hero, the lack of Strutman, the lack of Setic, Radonic, I mean, it was Mitroglou, like impossible to get out. At least Longoria is kind of inventive enough. He's playing that game, yeah. Engineering an exit uh, with our favorite uh Sorry for Genoa fans, but our favorite <laughs> dumb, dumb place, uh, which is called Genoa. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I, so we've loaned him. There's a there's like, what is it, a 22 million option or some shit. They're never going to pay that. Italian clubs always negotiate these options to secure a loan. They never have any intention of paying that. I hope he, he played the other day. I just I hope he gets game time and he, he just finds you know a second breath and and he gets happy. He's not a bad kid. He's just oh. he's just he's Too carrying the heavy price tag. Too early. Yeah, he's he's carrying the heavy price tag. Um, it's difficult for any player, even more so for a kid like that. We'll see. We'll see what happens, but. At least we found a solution for both yeah. parties. I mean, this guy, Mumbania, is what Vitina is supposed to be, but for 8 million, not for... Yeah, and, and he, has a, he, has a, he has a profile that, imagine for whatever miracle, he scores like 8 or 10 goals between now and the end of the season. Obviously, you wouldn't want to see him leave if, if he has that kind of impact. But if he did, he's much more marketable um, in terms of, you know, to, to like a Premier League club or something, because he's, he's big big physical dude like Drogba style yeah. um, compared to Vitinha who's who's but with other yeah, techniques of too Drogba. clean well, I mean Drogba took ages to develop technique right well I mean that Gango is already doing some stuff like you've never yeah, seen but I mean, what, doing... what I mean by ages what I mean by ages was he was 25 at Gango when he when he finally started oh, yeah. showing it you know so but we'll see I mean I mean I, I, I wish Drogba, to be that... we needed to do something I wish Mumbai had to become Drogba but is doesn't I mean that would be an amazing upside but to me that's a bit of a reach I would say if he turned into a good strong striker like I I was about to say Agbon Laor uh, what was the name oh, who? Agbon Laor uh, no like, I, I I see him more as a well we'll see as time goes on but no, he's more like he's, a tank if he's tank. I, it may I would I would go as far as saying I'd be happy if he turns into a pseudo Brandao you know, if he turns into yeah. a Bondo type profile Absolutely. who who who's not, you know, he he's a bit clumsy, but you know what? He can hold the ball and he can make his teammates score. That's more than enough for me. Exactly. I one hundred percent agree with that. So that that's that's so we've started on the outgoing well, we've done the outgoings. So Ludi and Vitinha have been the outgoings and, and conclusion is we've signed four players. I think we let two or three go. 
uh, whatever. We are where we are now. The squad. And we're is... keeping Luis Enrique. Yeah, we're keeping Luis Enrique. Which um, let's 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 talk about him, I guess, for a couple of minutes. I mean, the guy came back. Um, I think the intention was let's offload him. I mean, credit to the guy for all accounts purposes. And Gattuso said this. He's like, wow, you know, the guys come back and he said, hey, coach, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to give you 110%. And he has. I thought. I mean. <laughs> He did some some decent That's... things in Brazil, but we'll see. But it, it's it's not quality that you would hope is starting for a club like OM. But if the guy's willing to fight and there were no real tangible offers for him, then no harm, right? The thing that I don't get, I don't know if that was in your phone or not, but like he played half a game. FC YouTube highlights just coming back. Oh, he's amazing. Let's start him. And he's starting. And you can see immediately against Lyon what it means to start for Marseille. When you come on the, from the bench, the 70th minute, 80 minutes, obviously it's easy. Legs are tired. You want it. When you start a game, it's different. And you immediately saw that. So once again, it's classic Marseille just ebullition about FC YouTube for like 30 seconds because he put a one dribble. He was never capable well, it's, of it's, starting it's... for Marseille. He's never capable of starting for Marseille. He doesn't have the quality. Potentially yet, no. being the... 20 years, 20 second player on the group in terms of ranking, helping from time to time, potentially. Starting against Lyon in a game like that, come on. Well, what what does that, for me, what what is the testament of what you just said? It it means we've got no one better, sadly. It means that the, the coach has decided based on that week in training, that no one else deserved it more. And we, I mean, Correa's come back from injury and I've, he's not actually set the world on fire since he signed anyway. But it's like, he, if he's rewarding players like Enrique, as you're saying, that similarly to Gay, the guy's got a point to prove and he's he's showing the right attitude and the right motivation. So therefore, yeah, fine, give him his chance. You're right, I agree with you. He's not good enough. And in, in an ideal world, he shouldn't even be here, let alone starting. But yeah. I'd, I'd rather we, we, we reward behaviour like that than, than behaviours yeah. like Aubameyang and, and Unai, who, who quite clearly are just cashing in and, and playing easy. Um, yeah, but you I ended mean, up we, middle of the sorry. league. Because you look at this team, I mean, if you start playing with Enrique, I mean, this team looks like 10 in League One. It should be 10 in League One. It's a classic average team in League One. There's no one outstanding. And you just play players because they deserve it, because they fight. Okay, great. Everyone else does it. Mess does it. That's how that's how far we've fallen, mate. That's that's what I'm saying. That, that that's the conclusion is that it's crisis mode, and that's how far we've we've fucking sunk. Like, I mean, it I'm means looking... that nobody else is 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 worthy of it, and and nobody else is is setting the world on fire enough to be starting in in instead of Enrique. That's the I mean, sad I'm, conclusion. I'm looking at starting lineup. I mean, it's not as good as Rennes, which is behind us. Probably not as good as Strasbourg. Given the Chelsea player with a lot of potential, and we saw it against Strasbourg. Mm. Like clearly, when they had the ball, they were much better than us. Oh, they they bullied us. They bullied us physically and tactically. So, so this team looks more like Le Havre and Toulouse, which are 11 and 12 currently League One. That's our level at the moment. That's that's, to say. that's the spot. That's the trajectory we're on. You said it, you know, the probabilities, but but based on the performances and the the lack of chance creation, the lack of danger, the lack of sprints, the lack of um, touches in the opposition half and opposition box, we're on that trajectory unless something drastic happens. So um, just just while we're on the Mecca, we'll finish on, on the Mecca with this one. I mean, the Klus saga, which was quite interesting. He went off uh-huh. against Monaco and then... And it's it's quite cool that it's you because he's he's your he's your boy, right? I mean, yeah, it's my and, as and, and let's not kid, kid ourselves. He in the first half of the season for me, he he's the top player. Then nobody else comes close in terms Very of his, um, his quality. Very too, maybe, yeah. yeah. But but close for me is the outstanding performer of the first six months. And there's this whole now narratives emerged, and and I think this is classic, you know, like disinformation. Some anonymous source, proche du vestiaire, as we say at Marseille, you know, leaks, leaks a story that oh, we're quite pissed off at him. Like he's he's preserving himself, he's faking injuries, he, he wants to to go to the Euros with France. Put the he's words, not, Ben. He's Put not the giving words. his all. 
Don't say like anonymous. We know like this is leaked from the management. This is leaked from Longoria. Yes. To his Longoria, Benassia, whoever it is, mate, yeah. whoever it is, it, it's a classic tactic of destabilization. And then it, it comes out the day before the end of the window. Oh, yeah, he's on the market. And 18 so, months fine. contract left. 18 months contract yeah, left. That, well, that's that's exactly part of it. And and then look at the context, right? Um, and and this is this is what I don't get. This is where some of the inconsistencies are starting to appear in, in the system. Oh, apparently they're really pissed off at Klus because they gave him a pay rise last last summer, um, but they but he didn't want to sign for additional time. Well, why the fuck did you agree to give him a pay rise if he didn't want to commit for another year? That's because on that's you. Your... That's on you, Longoria. Because that's the only reason he joined the club club one year ago. Because we had well, an issue with our cut, wedge. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, apparently it's a good pay cut. Exactly with the, with the promise that you renew your contract with the same length. But for our salary, because we were our, do you remember two years ago, we, our wage were, yep. was under control by the French, um, the NCG, fin, the NCG yeah, the kind of a yep. finance controller, auditor. So, okay, come to Marseille, accept a pay cut, but we will reward you one year after, which is exactly what happened. So now you're complaining yeah. about his salary. I mean, it's clearly but that, a tactic that's what I mean. from the it's management. Just, it, it's ridiculous. It, it's it's a bluff. It's it's calling the bluff of the market. Like a Bayern Munich have been in the market for a player. They went for Sasha Boy, ironically that we were linked to uh, uh, some time ago. So it's a classic bluff, and you're like, but but what I don't get is in the context we're in is is what is the objective here? What what does leaking that kind of thing? What do you stand to gain from that? Because you may have a replacement lined up. Maybe good, maybe bad. Who knows? But what what is the point? Like, the, is it aren't things unstable enough? Why do you need to go and create create a, a rumor like that? Because because this you know how how stupid the dressing room could be. Some some idiot in the changing room who who might not be mates with him for whatever reason, like, will read that and go, oh well, I'm not surprised to to read this. Like the yeah. guy's blatantly blatantly not putting in the effort of training and. The minute he gets a knock, he's like, oh, I'd better go to the doctor and, and sit the, the next couple of days out and stuff. And it's like, it, it, it's just too convenient as a narrative. So because I'm a very optimistic person <laughs> and we need to finish on a positive mood, I think like once again, contrary to Aero, Longoria is trying to leave the club in a clean and healthy state. And part of that... He will. I think he will. And From a finance that, point of view. Yeah, and exactly. And potentially maybe look at the contracts, make sure everyone is on good contract or whatever. And we know we're not going to get the Champions League. We know we need to cut the salary bill altogether. Part of that is to get rid of like players like Malinowski, Vitinha, Lodi. Yeah. And you look what next. Well, Veretout is consistent. But unlikely to find because he went into Syria, he's not going to get it to a better club. Close yeah. has some value. And he must control. Let's say, try to keep him out. Yeah, and, get and, some and cash. Clubs like, uh, clubs like uh, Bayern were, were in the market for right back. Very good. I mean, starting for France, you don't have that many good right back available. So let's give it a go. It just didn't happen. But I think that's, that's the only reason. Because I think we are yeah, about bluff. to have a massive. Ch- it's not bluff. I think it's you have a massive change in the management of the club. A new direction is coming, in my opinion. And just mm. Longoria is just trying to clean the balance sheet and make sure we give a healthy balance sheet to the next president or sporting director to do whatever they want next summer and not being completely blocked like he was when he started at Marseille, having all those contracts. He needs to find a an exit strategy. It's a new president. We'll have a good group of players with decent contracts or contracts which are easy to, to to get rid of. And they can build from that. Um, so if we want to finish on a positive note, sorry, um, I would say that it's the only reason. It's we're trying to get a brighter future from here. And therefore, you need to to take the bin out uh, before thinking about the future. 100% agree. And, and that the, the perfect topic to finish on Longoria. I, I reckon the writing's on the wall. He probably he probably wanted to go when all his mates left after what happened in September. Uh, whether it's pride, whether it's professionalism, whether it's lo- simply McCourt saying no, not accepting resignation until we replace you. He, yeah. He's he's going to go. I think, as you say, the writing's on the wall. Um. 
there's people it will take years it always does in marseille um because it's the culture de l'instant everybody's a bit pissed off and, and frustrated because things have gone to shit but i mean i hope it won't be the case i mean you know in an ideal world someone replaces him and does a much better job and we 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 we're much better and we start challenging for titles and and whatever that would be brilliant mate but mean reversion to title and and hmm. it, for me it's that's what's going to happen suddenly inevitably it'll be Tissier or some random fucking american dude that that mckinsey do a recruitment process for for McCourt and find it could go very quickly and very easily the bordeaux saint-etienne way and but as you say, fair play to Longoria. I think in, in a few years, people, I hope not, I hope it won't be the case. Like I said, when, when Tovan left and stuff, that ideally we won't, we'll forget about Tovan because we replaced him with someone better. And hopefully it'll be the case with Longoria, but I, I doubt it given given the track record of Marseille. But at least we can look back, not not quite reach the Pap Diouf level but yeah um from from a from a um a purely like um uh you know if you were to look at the kpi's point of view well yeah as mm. you say did if you ask the question has he left the club in a better state than he found it in 100 yeah. percent, yes yeah and that's what yeah. matters that's that's what, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, what's exactly he took us to two champions league he, financially, we are now in top 30 clubs in Europe in terms of revenues. That's why I don't believe in the Saint-Étienne or Bordeaux trajectory because from a financial point of it, view... It would take a catastrophic dilapidation of, of our assets for that to happen. Yes. Exactly. Like a Strudman three times. This is not yep. the case with that group. The wedge bill has increased, but it's flexible. Um, and once again, I mean... We are back somehow on the road. We must be a top 70 club when we joined. We're now top 50. Um, so that's it. We are on a positive trajectory. We just took a blunt this year. But hopefully, let's see the, what the sign of the new direction will be. I don't know if we're going to do like a Sampoli or going to start to announce a manager a few, years be- few weeks, few months before the end of the season. Uh, but we need to see those signs over the coming months. Like something is preparing for, for, for the <laughs> summer and we are not reacting end of August. Uh, we have something in place for, for next season. This is really all I'm hoping for this end of season. I don't really care what's happening on the pitch. I, they don't it's, over. To me. Yeah, it's, it's over already. I mean, I mean, just we, we'll finish on that. You're right. But looking forward to, to the next run of games and uh, we I always say oh we'll, we'll record more regularly stuff we probably well, who knows we're all busy people right but um it's just difficult yeah, to get excited to talk about games that's a problem yeah yeah but but this podcast was founded in a in a really bad period on on a, on, on a rant basis and we're back to that suddenly but uh we're playing Mets is it Friday um, yeah. then there's uh, an international break yeah Friday yeah no it, oh, yeah it's Friday and then I think this is the international break and then the only potential trophy, you, that's, you have to say it because it, it's the only competition we still have a chance of getting all the way in, even though it's very unrealistic, is, is the Europa League restarts. We play Shakhtar um, very quickly to finish, there's, mate. There's no international break, re- mate. There's, we there no? Are, no, there's a week, there's a game in a one-week time. We can break against Brest. Okay, well, it, fuck, well, that's a defeat. Um are we are we going to rebound? Do you think? Well, I mean, I guess it's easy after the uh, the conversation between the fans and the players today. Come on, guys, let's give it one for one game at home against Mess. Mess is in the shit show, so I guess we will win on Friday. So you can say like you see where we are all together, cohesion, mm. blah blah blah. But then the week after, Sunday, Brest. Wind, a windy yeah. Sunday night in, in Brest, in Brittany. They're playing for Champions League. This is yeah, where yeah, we're going to see hard, like... They're flying high, man. This is where we, and they're going to get into... They're going to be physical. They're going to get into us. Mate, they, against PSG, they, they... they I mean, I know PSG have lost a few games over the last 10 years, but... Uh, but for, for, they've lost against the, the Lilles and the Monacos and stuff. But fuck me, Brest, like, they really gave them a game at the Parc des Princes. Yeah. Um, and as you say, for, for whatever reason, it, it could be a one-season wonder, whatever, it's working really well. 
but but yeah, they're going to bully us. They are going to fucking. So this is where we're going to see the bravest or not. Um, and we have Shakhtar between. <laughs> so we play away at Shakhtar. And then we play away at Brest. I mean, that's going to see like for the bravest. We see this group of players that can actually do something, but uh, uh, I already put the B, the, um, how do you say that? Met le verrou, met la vis sur le tombeau. Yeah, you put, I mean, you put a, bin, uh, a pin in the balloon already. You've, you've, yeah, yeah, exactly. So that was the expression I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so pff, I'm not expecting anything. Uh, but at least a win against Marseille against Metz on Friday could be nice. Yeah, it might buy them some time, and, and God forbid we don't win because the, the atmosphere will very quickly degenerate. I think I think they will probably. Oh, if we lose, yeah, we see we we see this every 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 year, well more or less, but every every few months in Marseille like there's a crisis they meet the players yeah 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 you're right we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put some blood and, and sweat and tears in the jersey respect blah, blah, yeah yeah and, and imagine it doesn't happen like they know what to expect the fans the groups will have told them today the leaders would have told them guys you're, you're running you're running empty we're struggling to to keep the people not hostile towards you it will go to shit if you don't wake up we'll see We'll yeah, the expression I was looking for is putting a nail in the coffin. Oh, yeah, final nail. Well, if mess beat us, mate, or we don't win, it, I mean, even drawing at this stage is, would, would be viewed as catastrophic. Mm. Absolutely. Um, we'll see. But, guys, Charles, thanks, thanks for joining. Guys, thanks Anytime. For Always lovely to um, this chat with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like group back to the group therapy mode. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Let's. There's no. There is no optimism, but there. there but there could be. Let's see. Let's rejoin after the Shakhtar game, or uh, having mess in Shakhtar uh, for few for like next week, next seven days, ten days actually. We'll see. Um, take care, everyone. Take care. Bye. Thanks.